We did it. We made it to the end of season one and we are almost at the end of 2020. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey. I just wanted to wish you a very happy holidays and I am very much looking forward to season two. I already have a whole long list of things that I will be coming back to talk about. So thank you again, and I hope that uh, the end of the year is kind to you, and just a reminder to be kind to yourself. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. If you spent any time in a business class or an orientation, you've probably heard about SMART goals. Um, So when you are making goals, making sure that they are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So when I think about goals, I think about SMART, but I also think about other things. And um, as a psychologist, when we talk with people about the goals that they have for their life, we kind of break it down a little bit further than that. So that's really what I want to talk about this uh, episode, particularly as we are coming up on the end of the year. A lot of people spend time reflecting on how the year went for them and the goals that they were or were not able to accomplish, uh, as well as for the upcoming year, their hopes and plans for the future. And even though this year has been unconventional to say the least, um, there are still things that we can do to recognize these traditions that we have during the holidays and around um, New Year's Eve. So a lot of people, when they make their resolutions, they think about grand things. They want to lose a bunch of weight or they want to travel the world. Um, Those are very popular ones. There are other things that you can think of. So this is a podcast about mental health and money. So mental health resolutions could be starting therapy or going deeper into understanding yourself or the people close to you. Uh, Money-related resolutions could be getting out of debt, saving more, Uh, investing more, uh, making more money, things like that. But what psychologists talk about um, is the fact that oftentimes when we make New Year's resolutions, we don't see them all the way through the next year. I remember when I was... uh, doing a regular yoga practice, 
back in the day when we could go places, um, I always noticed that the first few classes of the year were jam-packed. You had to make sure that you got there early because there were just mats lining the floor wall to wall. And I knew because I had seen this occur over the years, I knew that if I gave it about three weeks, that I would then be able to go to a class where I felt comfortable and there weren't a bunch of people. And that's usually kind of how it goes for resolutions, especially when you make great grand ones. Um, the the follow through doesn't really seem to last beyond January. I'm going to include on the webpage for today's episode an article from the American Psychological Association. And in it, there are psychologists who are talking about New Year's resolutions and goal setting. And I do want to share a couple of things that they mentioned. So, yes, the new year represents a time where we can basically wipe the slate clean, um, theoretically speaking anyway, and start over or build upon where we've come from. But technically, depending on what you believe, time isn't actually real. Time is a construct that we have made up. So it's really just a symbolic date. If you do not have resolutions for the new year, that's fine. There is no demand on you to do this. If you do want to make resolutions for the new year, that's also fine. But just think about the fact that at any time in your life, you could wake up in the morning or you could lay down at night and you could decide that you want to do something big and grand and different. You are the um, author. You are the one writing your story. And so if you want to wait for the new year, that's great. If you want to do big changes in May, that's also fine. Uh, Just taking the pressure off a little bit can help. And also just remembering that at any point in time, you can make changes with your life. I mean, in on this podcast, when I talk about money and I talk about my personal finances, those were changes that I made during the pandemic. And so, no, I was not waiting until the new year because why? <laughs> uh, but if you are spending these last few weeks of the year planning for your resolutions, there are a couple things to keep in mind. Keep your resolutions small. This is one of the things that the SMART acronym does not really capture. When we as human beings have to do something that's out of the norm for us, something that is new, something that pushes us a little bit and makes us a little uncomfortable. If we 
do it in such a way where we are trying to achieve something that's completely left field, we are going to kind of freeze and it will be overwhelming and then we're less likely to follow through on it. So instead of saying you want to lose 50 pounds or 100 pounds or whatever the case might be, something small may mean you want to lose five pounds. That's small. Or if that feels big for you, you want to lose one pound. That's small. That way, you're more likely to see it all the way through. If you decide, if you just spend your whole day sitting on the couch, watching Netflix and eating popcorn, and you say at the beginning of the year, I am going to uh, Dr. Tracy's yoga classes, (laughs) and I am going to go there three days out of the week, and she's going to see me and the other 500 people who have decided to join the yoga studio. That may be a a bit of a stretch to go from sitting on your couch to three days a week of a yoga class. How about maybe you just try one day a week? Commit to that. It's so much easier as human beings to commit to something small versus something that's really big. We can commit to something small and then expand from there. If you want to save and right now you're not saving any money, commit to something small. Like say, okay, I'm going to set aside $50 every time I get paid or $100 every time I get paid versus saying, okay, at the end of the year, I want to have $10,000 saved. Like that will just be really overwhelming. You see what I mean? Uh, Another thing that they recommend is changing just one behavior at a time. So don't go joining Dr. Tracy's yoga studio and saving $10,000 and freeing the um, whales from uh, fishing lines. Like, I don't don't know. The point is (laughs) just focus on one thing. And if you're okay with that one thing, like you know that you're probably going to achieve it, okay, focus on two things. For me personally, my resolutions for next year are very, very simple. And they are small. It's just really two or three things that I'm focusing on trying to do better at. It's nothing grand. Another thing that they recommend is talking about it. So if you share information with other people, you're actually more likely to follow through on it than if you kept it to yourself. And the reason is not necessarily that those people will hold you accountable, because if you think about it, everybody's living their own lives. Like, who really has time to babysit you and ask you if you went to Dr. Tracy's yoga studio three days a week? Nobody. But um, by telling other people or by talking about it, you're solidifying the thought in your head. And you're also putting yourself in a position where you feel like you have to follow through on it because this is something that you've talked about doing. And it's also good 
to just have people who can support you and cheer you on and say, yes, that's a really good idea. Uh, and people, if they already know, then two weeks down the line, when you're like, I don't really want to go to the yoga class today, they could say, oh, hey, remember when you said two weeks ago that that was something that you wanted to do. If you need help with whatever your resolutions are, if it is something that is difficult for you, it's okay to ask for help. You can turn to anybody that you're close to, or if you have a therapist, talking with your therapist about the changes that you want to make. Uh, the thing about it is, and it's, I say this often on the podcast, no man is an island. We all live in this world together. Human beings, just by our very nature, evolutionarily speaking, we rely on each other. And so do not feel like you have to go it alone. It is okay to ask for help. And that help could be as simple as, okay, I don't really understand this one topic. Maybe I should look it up online and, or maybe I should join a Facebook group and ask the people in that group what they think or Maybe I could go talk to my parents about their experience with XYZ or whatever the case might be. And finally, just remember that there is no such thing as perfection. You can try to do your best at something, but we are flawed by nature as human beings, and you will make mistakes. It's a part of life. Um, and so if you find that you have slipped and you have not accomplished your goal, be kind to yourself, be gentle with yourself. Uh, let yourself know that, hey, it's, it's okay. That happened because of XYZ reason, whatever the reason might be. And it's okay if you pick yourself up and you dust yourself off and you try it again. So those are just a few of um, the things that were mentioned in this one article. I will include a link to it as well as some of the other uh, articles that I was reading over when I was thinking about resolutions. Um, I will include all of this stuff on the webpage for today's episode, and uh, hopefully that will help. Aside from the articles, I also wanted to talk about some of the things that help me when I am setting goals for myself or when I am helping people with their goal planning. If you know your learning style, um, that would be helpful. So for me, I am a visual learner. I learn best by having the information in front of me in my head that I could look at. I learn best by highlighting things. Uh, I learn best by writing it and then reading it over, things like that. That's a visual learner. 
if you're auditory, you like to listen to things, maybe that's why you like podcasts. If you're kinesthetic, you like movement and moving helps you learn, whatever the case might be. You can apply that concept to your goal setting. So one of the things that I have on my list of things to do is to create a vision board. And I'll probably do it online. I'm not sure if I'll maybe use Pinterest or something. I don't know. But I'm going to create a vision board of the, um, the goals that I have set for next year so that I can see it, it will be accessible to me, and I'll be able to remind myself and remain motivated. So for you, that might mean things like journaling about your goals. It may mean just closing your eyes and visualizing what it would look like to achieve those goals, what your life would be like, uh, what would you like about it? What would you maybe not like about it? Things like that. Um, if you are auditory, you can possibly listen to interviews of people who have achieved the things that you're hoping to accomplish. Those are just a few ideas of the ways that you can make it a little bit more tangible and real for you. So I wanted to share that as an addition to the stuff that's in the articles. But go ahead and check out the webpage for today's episode at healthywealthyroots.org. And I will have all of that information on there for you. So thank you for joining me today. Tune in every Monday and Friday. You can check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Join me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.